0: Wildcard weekend in the books, divisional round on tap. Which of the NFC and AFC teams will be playing next week in the AFC and NFC championship games for the road to the Super Bowl? We'll find out tonight as well as our DFS picks. I'm your host Sky Guasco. I'm joined once again by Derek Favret and we are getting into our DraftKings and FanDuel DFS lineups for the divisional round right here on the Ball Fantasy Football show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Razzball Fantasy Football Show. Once again, I am your host, Sky Guasco, with another episode joined by my man, Derek, per usual on the DFS show. Make sure to catch us at Sky Guasco, S-K-Y-G-U-A-S-C-O. And of course, you can find Derek at Derek underscore F-A-V-R-E-T. Derek, how we doing, man? We did pretty well in DFS last week. We also did pretty well in our pick How are you feeling for this week?
2: Yeah, everybody? awesome. It was It was great. Uh... You know, two two of my three uh, I cashed in on last week. So it's a good good start to the playoffs, and we'll try to keep it rolling
0: this week. I love it. Make sure everybody to go ahead and follow us on Twitter, of course. Everything Razzball, R-A-Z-Z-B-A-L-L. Of course, you can subscribe right here to the Razzball Fantasy Football YouTube channel. Hit that bell. Hit the subscribe. Make sure to leave a comment. Let us know your DFS steals and, of course, those auto starts you got to have for your DFS lineup. This weekend. Again, we're down to only eight teams, and we'll be breaking down what it looks like for Saturday and the Sunday slate. And those of you on the move, of course, you can download our podcast as well. We are no longer doing the Sunday live shows. Those are retired until next season, but you can catch us every single night right here on Razball, And you can, of course, see those repurposed episodes on your podcast. And we are still pumping out lots of free content on Razball. Dot com, So make sure to head over to the website and check out all the amazing writers and all of our content, as well as the shows and, of course, the podcast episodes. All right, Derek, let's save the pleasantries, man. We covered a lot of kind of strategy last week. We covered some kind of how to build a lineup, folks new to DFS. Well, I think everybody that's playing this long has either played before or they at least got their first taste last weekend. So why don't we just jump right into it? I'll kind of preview what we're looking at for Saturday, and like last week, we will have you jump into a DraftKings-style lineup, and I'll do a FanDuel lineup, just so we can kind of differentiate our price points and styles a little bit, because again, the price points are different on both of our platforms there. So on Saturday, starting off, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who uh, upset, if you will, even uh, as the favorite Our uh, Chargers, you and I both picked the Chargers last week to go down into Jacksonville to win that game. And, hey, for 30 minutes, we were definitely correct. For the second 30 minutes, unfortunately, not so much the tale of two halves. Jacksonville gets it done, but they got the toughest test of them all right now. They're heading into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. And then later on Saturday evening, we have the Giants, who I picked to upset the Vikings, got it done to play the number one seed, in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles, who, of course, got that rest last week so of the Jags Chiefs Giants and Eagles on the Saturday slate for DraftKings specifically Derek what are you looking at for your lineup yeah I do have a nice
2: uh, lineup I think uh, set up I am going to start with my quarterback with uh, Daniel Jones he was really good last week and I I like him this week as well uh, amongst the four I mean again all four of these quarterbacks are are are, are good and, and easy to use in, in certain cases, but uh, for the Saturday only slate, I'm going to go with Daniel Jones, uh, tough matchup against Philly, but I'm hoping he at least rushes one in as well. So uh, I like, I like his price point at uh, 5,800 uh, for my running backs. I went with Etienne last week, I'm going to go with him again against Kansas city, 6,400. Uh, and I'm going to pair him up with in that same game. I'm going to go with uh, Pacheco at 5,500 so uh, I was I was debating between McKinnon and Pacheco uh, and and you'll know when I get to my full lineup I'm I'm actually going the other way with McKinnon in that one but for for the Saturday only uh, in this case I'm going to go with Pacheco at 5,500 I like that price point because I'm going to spend a little bit uh, more on wide receivers and Devonta Smith is my first receiver I'm going to build around uh, that matchup with Philly really should favor him. Well, uh, he's at 7,200. So that's a little pricey for me. Uh, so I have to pair him with a couple, uh, uh less costly items. Uh, first one is going to be, uh, Hodgins. Uh, he's, I've been touting him for weeks now and he, he really did me solid last week. Uh, I wrote him to, to one of my caches, uh, Last uh, week, and so I'm going to go with him again. He just seems to have a link up with uh, Jones, so I'm going to have a little mini stack there with Jones and Hodgins. And then um, last week I went with Marvin Jones. This week I'm going with Zay Jones. So I'll go with Zay Jones at, at Kansas City at uh, 4,700 uh, for there. For my tight end, how could you not go with Kelsey in the in cash? You have to go with Kelsey. He's at 7,700 in the DraftKings uh Saturday-only slate, so that's kind of expensive. So that's why I'm having to go a little bit lighter on on some of my other uh, picks. Uh, last week I did a tight end, tight end, you'll recall. I'm going to do that again. And in my flex, I'm going to go with, Daniel, or with Goddard uh, against the Giants. He's only 4,500. And so, uh, you know, again, when I was looking at the price point uh, for flex with whatever I had, I had left, uh, to me, he was really the best option. So I'm going to do a dual tight end uh, slate again with Kelsey and, and Goddard. And then, uh, for the uh for the defense I- i'm running with the eagles eagles got the best defense there i i kind of i really don't like you know pairing a defense with my quarterback but uh you know of the four you know kansas city and, and jacksonville like that-, that could be you know a, f- a 50 point game you know between the two of them, who-, who knows and and i'm really not sure uh you know that the giants can stop the eagles so uh uh, just by default, I'm going to go with the Eagles. They're 3,300 for the defense, so I I can fit that into my lineup as well. So I've got uh, Jones at 5,800, uh, ETN 6,400, Pacheco 5,500, uh, Devonta Smith 7,200, Hodgins at 4,900, Zay Jones at 4,700, of course Kelsey 7,700, Goddard 4,500, and the Eagles defense at 3,300. That's my Saturday only slate.
0: I like it. How much of um, how much of who you think is going to win the game in general comes into how you pick a DFS lineup at different positions or DST or what have you?
2: You know, it, it that's a good question. So it actually does for me in in certain cases. So when I was uh, looking at the uh, running back position, the second my second running back, and you know, I, I told you I was kind of debating between Pacheco and McKinnon. And you know, honestly, we'll get to our pickems later. But I really feel that uh, Kansas City is gonna—I uh, I said this last week—and I was—I was wrong. But I, I think you know, uh, Kansas City's not going to have a too terribly tough time with uh, with the Jaguars this week uh, on rest, being at home in the playoffs uh, against the upstarts. So I tended to lean this case to Pacheco, thinking that uh, they, you know he might get actually a little more run versus McKinnon, uh, you know, with the pass. So uh, in in this particular slate, uh, that the game, my expected game flow did factor into to some of my uh, my picks.
0: Got it. Okay, just always curious. You know, sometimes you're like, man, I think this team's going to win, but like, I just want that player or something like that. So it's good to uh, kind of debate that way. Well, last week, you and I had a, a Saturday and a Sunday slate, and we don't share our lineups intentionally before we jump on on purpose to kind of have that organic conversation. But once again, we had four players shared in the Saturday slot last week, four players shared in the Sunday slot. And again, I've got four players that I'm sharing with you here on the Sunday, uh, the Saturday slot. So let me get to the FanDuel side of things. And two things popped out a little bit with price points that I thought was interesting. So I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback. Last week, I actually went with Daniel Jones and I was happy about that. He played quite well. Again, I had gone with the upset with the Giants over the Vikings as my pick. I just felt like that game was going to kind of unravel that way. Certainly it did. <clears throat> and Daniel Jones came through. This week, I just obviously, Trevor Lawrence was incredible the first half and terrible in the, or sorry, incredible in the second half, terrible in the first half with four picks. It's obviously not going to happen again. And believe it or not, I actually think that he'll have a better time playing against the Chiefs defense than the Chargers defense. And I just, of course, expect the Chiefs to put up points for them to be running behind. So, I like Trevor Lawrence, 7,600 is my quarterback. I'm also going to go with Travis Etienne. I picked him last week. I'm going to stay hot on that, 6,800 for Travis Etienne. So I'm going to go kind of heavy Jags. I don't necessarily expect the Jags to win this game, but as far as fantasy points and where the bulk of the offense might come from in this offense, I expect it to be T-Law and Etienne for the most part. So Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne for my quarterback and running back, and then kind of burying the lead there, but just how I set up my line to become second. Saquon Barkley, right? Last week, my horse was um, Christian McCaffrey. Yours was Austin Eckler. And obviously, it worked out for both of us on that front. I was able to squeeze Saquon in here and not have, like, a secondary lineup. I feel pretty good about this lineup. And Saquon is able to be my running back there. 8,500, not cheap on FanDuel. But he is kind of my horse, and I'm going to ride him. And I do think that the way that the Giants might have a chance or slow down that Eagles offense is it going to be running the ball and running through the pass game through Saquon as well. So I like him to get a lot of work, of course. Devonta Smith is who you had as well, and I'm teaming up with him also. 7400 on FanDuel, which is actually cheap considering that's almost what he costs on DraftKings, and usually there's quite a bit of a discrepancy in price points on FanDuel and DraftKings, but because he's so expensive in DraftKings, he's almost a bargain, if you will, in FanDuel. So I like that a lot. And then I also am going to go with Zay Jones as well. I want to make sure to have some sort of a additional stack there. So he's kind of my shot in the dark a little bit, um, secondary receiver that stack with Trevor Lawrence. And then I'm going to go with Richie James also. I also like Hodgins. He was like $200 more than I could afford. So I went with the next best thing, which is Richie James, and he could see you know eight, nine targets in this game. I like that. And I think Hodgins has made himself the number one. So as far as Darius Slay goes, I think that might be more of a shadow situation or if he stays on that side of the field, Richie James might get loose a little bit more there. And then you're totally right. How can you go without Travis Kelsey here if you can afford him? Eight grand, not cheap, but I threw him in my lineup and I was able to do that. I'm also going to go with the double tight end stack. I like it. You and I did it uh, with two tight ends last week. I'm going to do it again also. I'm going to go uh, Evan Ingram again though. So I'm going like quad stack with the Jags which is a bit dangerous, and again, I don't necessarily see the Jags win in this game. But there's a lot of video footage coming out after that Chargers win and the Jags coming back, and a lot of sideline banter that we don't see in live time, but people record it, and put it online, and it just seems like Trevor's got his head on straight. Obviously, the coaching's great over there. Everyone's got each other's back. Nobody was getting on Trevor when he threw four picks. Everybody was like, "Yo, man, we got you. Like, stay calm. We'll figure it out." And they did. The Chiefs, as they know, is the toughest competition we'll have all season long, and I think that they can rally behind them. So I like Evan Ingram. And then my defense, I don't like at all, but I could only afford the Giants at that point going up against the Eagles, which I don't like. However, DSTs, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, my man, go Ducks, has been absolutely on fire. Uh, if he gets loose for one or two sacks, uh, maybe they get a turnover or two. You never know what's going to happen on special teams. So I'm just going to kind of hope for the best with the Giants. DST there for 3,000. So Trevor Lawrence at 7,600, ETN at 6,800, Saquon at 8,500, Devonta Smith at 74, Zay Jones at 65, Richie James at 5,900, Kelsey at 8,000, Evan Ingram at 6,000, Giants defense at 3,000, and again, the four players that you and I are matching up on this week, Travis ETN, Devonta Smith, and Zay Jones at wide receiver, and of course, Travis Kelsey. Any blatant... um, disagreements other than the Giants DST, which I kind of just got my.
2: (laughs) No, well, you know, honestly, uh, you know, as you're going through that, uh, I see a lot of similarities in how we built that. But, you know, the big difference that kind of jumps out is, you know, you, you were able to get Barkley in there, you know, where I had Pacheco. uh, But the difference was, you know, you, you were left with the Giants defense and I had Eagles defense. So, you know, I, I have to say, I, I I think I like the Barkley over Pacheco matchup better than the Eagle over Giants matchup that I have. So I I do like your lineup, but uh, yeah, I I see how we, uh, we were kind of thinking along the same lines for, for most part, It's just the way it fits in, you know, the way the dollars fit in and the way you match them up. But uh, yeah, I like it like the lineup.
0: All right. Well, let's turn the page to Sunday here. So again, we have the number three Bengals, the number two Buffalo Bills, Of course, a uh, rematch of just a couple weeks, uh, which will forever be known as the uh, DeMar Hamlin game, if you will. Monday Night Football game was inevitably canceled due to the situation here. And now these guys are playing in the playoffs. Um, That was looking to be a playoff preview. We only had about eight minutes of that game. But now we have the Bengals as the number three seed. Bills hosting as the number two seed. I think this is going to be the best game on the slate for the weekend. Buffalo gets to host, which I think is big in this one. And then you have the Dallas Cowboys at number 5 seed going up against the Niners in the number 2 seed. Um, Again, all teams getting it done last week. So Philly and KC are playing on Saturday. Those are the two teams that were off last week. Everybody on Sunday had to win to move on last week, and they got it done. So Bengals and Bills up early, and then the Cowboys and Niners in the later slate. Let's get into the Sunday slate here for DraftKings DFS lineup.
2: Yeah. So I'm with you too. I think that Cincinnati Buffalo game, probably most everyone agrees that that's going to be the game to watch. And, and, you know, I I'm putting almost all my eggs in that basket as it turned out. Uh, you know, I, I, didn't, I wasn't really intentionally setting out to do that, but as, as the lineup came together and I started looking at it like, wow, I'm but I'm it's one of those things where you're going to, you know, at, at the end of that first game, I'm um, hopefully I'm going to be way out front. And then the second game, I'm just going to be watching to see how, if I can, if I can hold, you know, stay in the money. This this is what 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 uh, you know the slate's going to be for me. But yeah, so I'm I'm going to start out uh, again in that game. Um, Joe Burrows. I'm going to go with him. Uh, you know, and, and I'm going to stack. This is a stack. I got Joe Burrows, Joe Mixon, and Jamar Chase. Those are my three. That's my Bengal stack that Woo. I'm going with. So Burrows, Mixon, and Chase. So Burrows is six thousand five hundred. Mixon is 6,500, and Chase is 7,800 on, on DraftKings. Uh, so, yeah, that's my, that's my Bengals stack. Uh, to counter that, I've got Diggs, 7,700. So you see I'm putting a lot of money into my wide receivers. And then I'm also going with uh, Dawson Knox at tight end uh, and Gabe Davis in my flex. So you see I'm heavily invested in, in, uh, in that Buffalo-Cincinnati game. Uh, then I was able to uh, squeak in Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver. That's my only player from the for the late game is Brandon Ayuk at, at five thousand. And then I needed obviously I spent a lot of money, so I needed uh, a cheaper running back too. And you know my my man is there. We had him last week. And we had brothers Cook last week, and we only have one left standing. So James Cook, I'm gonna roll with him again. Uh, you know I I looked at. The, You know, in his analytics and everything is really just remaining the same. So for the same reasons that I picked him last week, I'm picking him again. You know, he's got the snap share. uh, You know, the the game flow doesn't uh, really affect him so much. You know, we saw last week. uh, You know, he got carries, he got a touchdown. You know, he he wasn't spectacular, but he was he was good. You know, and he he was a a useful piece, especially at that price point. And then uh, for for the defense. Again, it was kind of a roll of the dice, but with uh, you know all that money I spent, I had to just go with the cheapest options, and I will go in with the Bengals. Uh, I, I really kind of hated all of those defenses, frankly. Uh, uh, if anything, I probably I would I would go with uh, San Francisco if I had the money, but in this case, I didn't, so I'm going with the Bengals. So, yeah, my Sunday slate: Joe Burrow at 6,500, Mixon at 6,500, James Cook 4,800. Uh, Chase 7,800 Diggs at 7,700 Ayuk at 5,000 Dawson Knox 3,800 Gabe Davis 4,800 And then the Bengals defense at 2,400 There's my Sunday slate
1: you
0: know we keep doing this man i think this is so fun because again we don't share our lineups prior uh it's more fun that way and here we are again uh fourth slate in a row we have four players exactly that we're sharing which is fun so i'll dive right in here um i'm also going joe burrow uh 8, on fanduel um obviously you know cream of the crop here is is alan and, and um uh I, I think even dak prescott to be honest with you the way that he played against the bucks in the public eye but the bucks defense and the 49ers defense are not in the same category obviously uh this is another bit of rivalry i went back and watched the game from last year because i'm a nerd and um really up until the end uh when the niners kind of put the let the foot off the gas um and jimmy kind of had a, a mistake and a couple false starts the cowboys Should have been tromped in that game. They were able to come back and make it interesting, but I don't think Shanahan's going to let up this year, hopefully. So I'm going to go Joe Burrow as well, 8,000. I had CMC last week. I'm going to stick with him. Most expensive player on the slate. He will be always when he's healthy, 9,200 in Mm. FanDuel. But he's my dog, right? I mean, he's going to get 20 touches, probably multiple touchdowns. All those receptions are big time in FanDuel especially. So I like CMC there. And actually, I'm going to double up on 49er running backs, which is kind of silly. But again, when you look at my receivers, I went pretty heavy there. So I had to look at a cheaper option. I did actually look at James Cook, but I was off by like a 100 or two. So I couldn't go with him. Uh, in FanDuel, Elijah Mitchell is just a little bit cheaper. So I'm going to double up there. And I do think, again, Shanahan's going to want to run, run, run. And the defense for the Cowboys is very efficient in the pass game. Not very stout against the run per se. And I think to protect Brock Purdy, To minimize mistakes to control the ball, to control the clock, and keep the potentially high flying offense of of Dak and the boys off the field. I think they're gonna run the ball a lot. And so they could, you know, last week, if you're watching it, they had multiple sets where they had Elijah Mitchell in the backfield, Christian McCaffrey in the slot, George Kittle in tight, and Debo Samuel running around in motion. I mean, you have all the guys out there at one time. And then, of course, you have Brandon Ayuk out there as your prototypical wide receiver. So Everybody's going to be on the field for the Niners, and I think that uh, Elijah Mitchell can get some work there too. So he's kind of my sneak attack RB two. I went with Jamar Chase as well. If he got Burrow, I'm going to stack that. So I went with Jamar Chase at 8500, and then I also went with Debo. I think it's kind of funny. Last week I went with Ayuk. You went with Debo, and obviously Debo crushed uh, with that long run. And I'm going to go with Debo this week, and you're going with Ayuk, which I like a lot. So nonetheless, we're going to pair up with that 49er wide receiver. Debo seventy one hundred on Fanduel, and then we're both going Gabe Davis as well. Um, Gabe Davis during the he's going to come in with a lot of hype again as a sleeper next season. During the season, it's not so much in the playoffs though. Uh, Josh Allen has nine receptions in the last two weeks of thirty five yards or more. He's bombing right now, and Gabe Davis is a big time receiving um, option. Of that, we saw the AFC Championship against the uh, Chiefs last year when he went nuts. I think we can see a big game from him again in the shootout, so I like Gabe Davis there. I went with Dalton Schultz as my tight end, 6,400. I think they're going to double team and just kind of shadow a bit and try to minimize CeeDee Lamb. Um, Michael Gallup will get his, but I think outside of the run game, Dalton Schultz is going to get a lot of work. Again, I watched the 49ers-Cowboys playoff game from last year, and outside of CeeDee Lamb, it was primarily Dalton Schultz getting a lot of play-action work. And I think, you know, Fred Warner and those kind of guys, I think they're going to be on him this week, but he could get a lot of work there, too. And then I'm going to my deep dive here is going to be a triple stack for my Bengals and Joe Burrow. And that's Tyler Irwin. He's like the eighth option <laughs> for the Bengals. However, he's caught caught a handful of deep shots and at That price 4,800 on on a FanDuel, which is absolute beans one catch for 65 yards and the touchdown is all it takes and that's pretty much what he gets but I'm hoping for the Hail Mary there and then I went with you I actually went with the Bengals at 3400 obviously I don't love it going up against the Bills however I expect the Bills to show up in this game but Josh Allen has thrown some picks he will take a sack right um either one of these running backs can you know maybe lose a fumble or something so I do think that uh my Giants and my Bengals DST plays are Pitiful, but we see every single week in a lot of the low level cheap DSTs do quite well and even better than the high priced DSTs because defense is so kind of finicky and, and unpredictable. So, hoping for the best there. Quick recap Joe Burrow, 8,000, CMC, 9,200, Mitchell, 5,400. So, both 49er running backs, Jamar Chase at 8,500, Debo Samuel, 7,100, Gabe Davis, 6,600, uh, Dalton Schultz, 6,400. Tyler Irwin is my deep dive at 80 or I'm sorry, 4,800. And then the Bengals at 3,400 Burrow chase, Gabe Davis and the Bengals are the four players that we are playing together. Any uh, obvious discrepancies there again? Oh, I won't even say the Bengals cause you went with them uh, this particular time.
2: No. And actually uh, it's, it's funny. You, you mentioned uh, Mitchell cause I was trying to work him in as well. And it was one of the options I was looking at cause uh, you know, I have, I'm going with Dar, uh, Knox and cook but i was looking at uh, a how i if i could use mitchell and then what what i could get lower in the lineup with him and i ended up just going with cook and and Knox. but uh, yeah it's interesting that uh you know that we were both kind of zeroing in on him you picked him I, i i couldn't fit it in the way it worked out but uh yeah for the same reason i wasn't scared to go with mitchell you know with like i said all those weapons and cmc of course uh i still and we saw it last week you know that uh you know, Mitchell or before, you know, Mitchell will get his work. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's not the feature back, but he gets, he gets enough work to justify, you know, using him in a DFS lineup and, you know, and he he came through with the touchdown. So uh, yeah, that's a good pick. I I, I don't mind pairing them at all. I think that's a great, great idea.
0: And let's not forget again, we're, we're last year, different teams. Jimmy was in yada, yada, but Mitchell was the starting running back in this playoff game last year two right mm-hmm. against you know majority of this defense here so he's got that you know chris mccaffrey Christian mccaffrey but you know elijah mitchell saw a bunch of these looks and things last year so that could be an upgrade there also you okay. know, and, you well, know, oh, you know before
2: ahead. we go just you know you're you know you're mentioning about the defenses but uh you know take light which what defense was the best defense that won last week it's the dolphins yeah who, right. who, who, who would you know who would have thought but, uh, yeah, the Dolphins were the were the defense to own last week. So, yeah, yeah this week could yeah, be which the Bengals is, or the Jaguars Which,
0: again, is crazy because, like, overall the Jags weren't the team that you would have wished for, right? But in that second half, when they showed up and shut down the Chargers, right? I mean, all of a sudden they, they have those hot runs. You can't predict, you know, uh, special teams stuff, right. right? But, again, we said it last week and even more so this week because it's the same teams. This Bills game – you know, is going to have a lot of emotion, right? These mm-hmm. two two teams just played, and DeMar got hurt, and thankfully he's, you know, recovering, I think, much better than all of us expected, thank goodness. But um, it's going to be a lot of emotion in this game, and Naheem Hines ran back the opening kick and ran another one back the next week, and, like, you know, it just uh, special things happen sometimes, and so, you know, you can never kind of predict that kind of stuff, but it's a lot of fun. Derek, before we get out of here and do our pick if you're – In the full slate, a full weekend slate, you're looking at Saturday and Sunday. You got all eight teams at your disposal. Can you run down maybe a a group collective lineup for DraftKings and what it might look like if you had everybody available?
2: Yeah, you bet. And uh, some of these names, uh, you know, will a few of them will look or sound the same, which I've had in other lineups. But actually, if you look at it, I've I've gone quite a bit different in the in the full slate. Uh, So. You had mentioned you, you you're using uh, Trevor Lawrence on your Saturday. Well, he's the quarterback of a full slate. He's at six thousand uh, in the in the DK full slate. So I'm rolling with him at Kansas City for for the reasons you said. You know, this he you're going to throw even you know even if it's garbage time you know or, or chasing from behind all those points count. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking uh, taking Lawrence and and I think he'll do just fine. Uh, I mentioned you know before Pacheco and McKinnon. So McKinnon actually is in my uh, in my full slate at 6,000. Um, my boy, James Cook, I needed, uh, needed to go a little cheaper running back uh, as, as the lineup worked out. So he's at 4,800 in the full, full slate. A.J. Brown, neither one of us mentioned A.J. Brown uh, in our, in our uh, you know, same-day slate, but uh, I'm using him in the full slate. He's at 7,600, so he's my most expensive uh, wide receiver. Uh, pairing him up with C.D. Lamb in that uh, Cowboy Niner game. And then also pulling in uh, Brandon Ayuk again, uh, like I did in the single slate. So my, uh, my wide receivers are AJ Brown at 7,600 seeding Lamb at 7,300. And then Brandon Iuk at 5,000, uh, my tight end. I, I'm using uh, Dallas Goddard 4,500 uh, leaves me at flex with T Higgins at 5,800. And then I've got the Cowboys defense at 3,000. So I'm, I'm, I've got. I think I've got just about everything covered. You know, between my single day slates and my full slate, I've got just about everything covered. So my, again, my full slate is uh, Trevor Lawrence at six thousand, McKinnon at six thousand, James Cook at forty eight hundred, AJ Brown at seventy six hundred, CD Lamb at seventy three hundred, Brandon Ayuk at five thousand, Goddard at forty five hundred, T Higgins at fifty eight hundred, and Cowboys
0: defense at three thousand. I love it. And just, uh, just quick and correct me if I, if I'm wrong here and I missed any of these, uh, but, uh, no Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. um, no Juju or really any of those other auxiliary, uh, options. Uh, no uh, Christian Kirk. No. I don't think you did, you know, no. no Christian Kirk. Um, no Jalen hurts. No, um, no, uh, Tyler Boyd, which is kind of a, you know, a, just kind of a flex guy, but gets options there. Uh, no Josh Allen. um, and no Dak Prescott, no running backs at all for the Cowboys, Zeke or Tony Pollard. Um, and then uh, Michael Gallup either, who's a nice kind of upswing guy. And then uh, for the 49ers too, which I hear on other programs, a very popular quarterback because of the price point and the upside of what we saw last week, four total touchdowns, 300 yards, no Brock Purdy either in this lineup, which is or these lineups or George Kittle. So there's some premier top dog options but we're narrowing it down in the playoffs and with price points like those are the main players that you and i hadn't cho- you know ch- chosen. and not not to say that they're not worth a yeah. dfs lineup um but you and i didn't pick them and i just kind of as we go through the program i thought it was interesting that those names didn't pop up right yeah. um, like i didn't go with aj brown he's amazing obviously he can, he can get nuts but with the price points and like what that game might look like and if they're going to slow somebody down in that offense it, I think it's going to try to be A.G. Brown. Uh, Miles Sanders is another guy that we didn't mention. So, I just thought that was interesting that some of those like top dog names were not options for yeah. us in our number it, of lines. And I
2: found it a couple times because I was thinking about Brock Purdy and some of those other names you mentioned. And you know, when you look at it, and it's like, well, there's you know, for such a small slate, especially those single day slates, there's really not that much salary difference between you know, one of them and another, which we think is a better option. So if you can craft a lineup, you know, with a little better option versus, you know, during the regular season when you've got, you know, nine games you're picking from, then, you know, that it gives you, you know, a little more flexibility to go with some of the names, you know, the bigger names that you want and and just focus your price savings at a, at a couple key places rather than, you know, spreading it out through your lineup. So.
0: I totally, totally agree there. Uh, Brock Purdy, for example, I think was like seventy four hundred, if I remember correctly, on Fanduel. Joe Burrow's eight thousand. So you're right. talking six hundred dollar discrepancy. Right.
2: You can you make know. that up somewhere so, else.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So I like that. That's a that's a good price point there. Okay. So we've given you five total lineups two Saturdays, two Sundays, and a full slate. They're on DraftKings. Let's get into our pick Derek, before we get out of here. Last week, again, we both went with the Niners. They got the dub. We both went with the Buffalo Bills. It was a squeaker, and we didn't see that coming, but they got the dub. We both went with the Bengals. They got the dub. We both went with the Bucks, and the Bucks got embarrassed, frankly. Yes. Yes, um, and I, I just want to mention, I want to jump the gun and be one of those hot takey shows were not... That's not really you and my style, personally, either. However, two months ago, maybe, uh, bold predictions came around for the second half of the season, and you said something to the effect of, I think Tom Brady gets eliminated for the playoffs or doesn't make the playoffs and potentially retires. Well, we're halfway there, so we'll see what happens, but you were kind of ahead of the curve on seeing that coming in the foreshadowing. We both picked the Chargers, looked amazing for two quarters, and then... (laughs) didn't happen there so they got the l and then i picked the giants you picked your vikings and the giants got the upset there so let's move on to the other side here the first game is again jacksonville traveling to kansas city fresh off the bye week andy Reid is unbelievable off a bye week here do you you think the jags have a realistic chance of winning the game
2: do they have a chance they do but a realistic chance i i don't see it I, I, I can't see a realistic scenario where Kansas City doesn't win this game. Uh, it may be closer than we think, but uh, no, I, I, I definitely see Kansas City moving on here.
0: Fair enough. And let's you know, let's not forget, uh, Doug Peterson and, and Nick Foles shocked the world beating the Patriots a few years ago with a much inferior team. So it is the playoffs. You never know. Anything and they did look happen. great in that second half. And look, I mean, as good as Mahomes is and everybody else and Andy Reid off a bye, You come out rusty and you get punched in the mouth, right? It can really take you off your guard. So we'll see what happens there. I agree with you, though. At the end of the day, I think the Chiefs get it done and move on. Let's talk about the other number one seed, the Philadelphia Eagles, hosting divisional rival. They've already played twice this year. However, kind of weird when you look back on the stats, right? Like Jalen Hurts didn't play one game. Daniel Jones didn't play one game. The game that Daniel Jones played and Jalen Hurts didn't. The Giants were doing really well. Then you play uh, Jalen Hurts, no Daniel Jones, and the Eagles smash him up. So it's kind of weird to look back on this game. But number one, Eagles getting a fresh buy there. Much needed because they're all beat up, including Jalen Hurts. And then the Giants, who rested their guys in week 18 against the Eagles, who gave them kind of a fake win, and then came out last week. And I got to be honest, man, like, no hate to the Vikings. Love the Vikings as a team. But – the giants were that underdog team that just came out and started smashing early. And I yeah. think the Vikings got on their heels and made it happen. So I don't know, man, I think this one's going to be really interesting. And it isn't a d- divisional game. You never know with those kind of games.
2: Yeah. The giants really played out their skin last week. And, you know, on the, you know, for that 60 minutes on the field, they were the better team and it wasn't, it really wasn't close for most of the game. You know, they were just a better team all around and, you know, so they're, they're bringing that uh, momentum in and, you know, like you mentioned the Eagles are a little banged up and that rest helped them out. If I think Hertz is fine. I mean, we, he, he did play that full game, you know, in, that we saw before, uh, you know, at the end of the regular season, he played the whole game. If, if, if there was a concern for his health, he probably wouldn't have played that game. So I feel comfortable with, with Hertz, but uh, uh, I think it's going to be closer than, uh, you know, than it should be. And you know, like I said, you know, if, if the giants can come out just like they did last week and, and punch the Eagles in the teeth and take that crowd out of it a little bit and, you know, they, they can hang with, and if it gets to the end and it's close, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. Uh, ultimately I think Philly's going to win. Um, you know, I think t- talent wins out and in the, the, the skilled players on the, on the Philly side and the defense, frankly uh, is, is better than, than the Eagles. And I think that's going to win out in the long run. So, uh, I think uh, I mean the Giants are a fun fun team to watch uh, last week and into this week, but I think their road's going to end in Philly.
0: Yeah, this one could be really interesting. I think Philly ultimately wins the game too, but I couldn't agree with you more. And I think back to the Seahawk Forty Nine er game, right last week, where I mean everyone's talking like Niners are much better. Niners are much. They are. They were. Um, And they finally woke up and got it done in the second half, but in the first half the Seahawks showed up to play and they're like, you know what? Like we're here too. We're also a playoff team. Right. And we're a divisional rival. Like it would make our whole season, not only to move on, but knock these guys out. And you see teams show up like that. I think the giants, like I I said this last week with the giants and, and Vikings, I'm going to duplicate it. I think the giants come out early heavy and maybe even lead at halftime by three, seven, 10. Um, the Eagles haven't had to play many second halves this year. They've dominated people, and then Jalen Hurts basically sits in the fourth quarter half the season. I think it's going to be close, and if it's not, Daniel Jones plays a flawless game, which he has been playing this year. The difference is going to be the Vikings have a great offense, horrendous defense. The Eagles have a great offense when they're right, and a great defense, and I think that's going to be the difference overall. Um, so if the Giants you know, make a couple mistakes and the Eagles get up a possession or two, I just don't think the Giants have the offense to then – come back on that so at the end of the game i do believe that the eagles will get it done but i agree with you i think it'll be close and maybe the giants kind of controlling the pace for three quarters but ultimately i think it's the eagles overall all right let's move to sunday here and we have the Bengals and the buffalo bills we previewed it enough this should be high flying. It's going to be a lot of fun, no matter what, who you think wins the game.
2: Yeah. You know, and I might be saying this next week, depending on, uh, you know, which of these two teams go to Kansas city, but uh, this, this is kind of reminiscent of the, the game uh, a couple of years ago uh, now where uh, Buffalo and Kansas city were just trading blows, you know, and it came down and went into overtime and there was just, you know, the defense had nothing left and Kansas city had the ball first and they scored, you know, and they won the game. So I, I could see a scenario where this game mirrors that one. And, you know, we may say that next week, you know, again, with the winner going to Kansas city, because both of these teams have played, you know, really epic uh, playoff games in Kansas city the last two years. Uh, So which one do I think is going to move on? I think it's going to be Cincinnati. Actually. Uh, I, I really, I really felt all season long, even, and I wasn't, you know, really swayed in the beginning when they got off to a slow start, but I really thought, this is Kansas, or I mean, Cincinnati, they got very close last year. You know, they lost in, in the Super Bowl. Uh, they, they know how to get there and they know how to win it now. And so I really think Cincinnati uh, has, is on a mission. Uh, they're going to have two very steep hills to overcome this week and next week to get there, but uh, I, I think they will. So I'm going with Cincinnati.
0: I agree with you. I think the Bengals are going to win this game also. Um, The Bills have been great. They're hosting this game. Um, I think when push comes to shove, though, I just like the talent. The Bills are obviously very talented and well-coached. I just think the Bengals have one more punch, maybe, if you will, or one more blow or big play. Um, And just secondary-wise, I don't – the Bills secondary where that was dominant for a couple of years recently has been banged up all year, and they're just not as scary as they need to be right now. And if Joe Burrow can hold on to the ball and Joe Mixon, who you have in your one of your lineups, can be effective, um, I think that it's a very close game. I think it's a high-flying game. Maybe both teams into 30 points, but ultimately maybe a field goal. Uh, and I do like the Bengals with an upset, if you want to call it that, because they're a lower seed. But I do like the Bengals to return to the AFC Championship in a repeat of last year's. Uh, which was the Chiefs and the Bengals. And of course, obviously, the Bengals got past them into the Super Bowl. So I agree with you. I do think the Bengals get past them.
2: Yeah. And what's going to be telling to me in that game is uh, which, which, who dominates the line, the line of scrimmage, especially the Buffalo defense, the Cincinnati offense. You know, can the offensive line protect, give Joe Burrow the time to get the ball to his, his skilled players? And if they, if he can, uh, I'm, I'm very conf. I'm, I'm very, very comfortable with that pick. Uh, you know, if Buffalo is getting that pressure on him and he's not able to to make those plays, then it, you know it could be a different outcome. So I think, I think it's going to be very telling, especially uh, you know the first uh, first half, but even in the first quarter to see who, which which side of that uh, equation is really dominating, and that's going to be very telling.
0: Yeah, we don't give a lot of shout outs to kickers uh, in fantasy in general, <laughs> but certainly not this time of year. However. In NFL terms and for pick 'em purposes, two of the best NFL kickers and fantasy kickers in the league in this one, Evan McPherson for the Bengals, and uh, of course, Tyler Bass there too. So they could come down to a field goal, and you know, that could be a big game too. There, and we saw it didn't matter with Brett Maher missing yeah. his four. What kicks. a segue! What a segue! But, but it certainly could have, and we know how much the kickers are going to matter. So, yes. let's go to the Cowboys facing the Niners again. They played last year in the playoffs, Niners squeaked out a dub and got past them um, again, number two, C for the Niners, number five for Dallas, another outdoor game, another road game. The Cowboys won their first game in 30 years on the road in the playoffs last week, obviously in big fashion, but even though it's, you know, Brock Purdy versus Tom Brady, yada, yada, the bucks are not the 49ers on defense.
2: They are not. And uh, you know, we saw, yeah, we, you know, I think you could say, you know, we, we saw the Cowboys getting right, you know, in the playoffs, but again, it was against the Bucks, and I don't, I think they're walking into a very, much different environment this week against the Niners. And, you know, frankly, uh, I don't know if they can keep up at that level of, uh, of play, you know, the yeah, they look good last week and they were dominant against the Bucks, but you know, they're going to have to play that game again to have a chance to win in San Francisco. And I just don't see that they do. I think the defense is going to uh, put pressure on, uh, uh, on the, on the Dallas. Uh, They're going to stop the running, running backs. I don't see either running. uh, You you said before, neither one of us picked either of the Cowboy running backs. Well, that was for good reason, you know, and if, if they can't run the ball, you know, and Dak's getting pressure, you know, that, that really affects the rest of the game. So I, I think, yeah, I think that that Cowboys offense is going to uh, find out really quick that they're not in Tampa anymore. Uh, you know, defensively, you know they've got a good defense, and you know they'll, I think they'll play tough against uh, all those weapons. But you know, you mentioned it before, you know, when you've got CMC split out, and you got Mitchell in the back, and you've got Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. I mean, where are you gonna, you know, put? You, put your focus on that. Uh, okay. You put it here and, you know, well, then Brock will go a different way. You know, you, you take away the receivers, you've got, you've got two running backs and throw in Debo, you know, you got three guys carrying the ball who can really, uh, you know, be playmakers. So, you know, pick your poison, you know, how, how the defense gonna gonna take on the, the Niners. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I like the Niners here. Uh, and I actually, uh, I like them well enough that I, I, I would lay, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if the point spread is offhand, but uh, uh, I, I think they win by, you know, six
0: or seven points, even
2: maybe, maybe even eight. You know, they, I, I think they're
0: going to play well. Two big factors, I think, from last week and last year. Last year, the Niners got the win in Dallas. So that was a road game in Dallas. Niners got it done. This game is in fake san francisco as i call it down in santa clara because it's not in san francisco um nonetheless it's a home game for the niners i think that's going to be a big advantage there also the buccaneers haven't run the ball in two months they can't they can't run the ball and tom brady outside of a bomb or two to mike evans every once in a while to spread the field ish he's throwing four yard passes the entire game brock purdy might also but the Niners yak and the y- Niners weapons are just different. The scheme is different, plus that run game and, and everything else. So I just feel like the 49ers will keep them off base, and it really just comes down to you know protecting the football, which I think ultimately Brock Purdy will do, and the 49ers will get that win. So I'm going to go with uh, – we have all four games actually picked the same, which I know is no fun for our ratings. <laughs> uh, however, we're both going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, over the Jaguars, we're both going to go with the Eagles over the Giants, we're both going to take the quote-unquote upset of the Bengals over the Bills, and we're going to take the 49ers over the Cowboys. Any final notes from the week's DFS lineups? Any other thoughts here before we tune out and get ready for some playoff football in the divisional round?
2: No, no, this is fun. I mean, we've got some great, great matchups. You know, next week, we're going to, no matter how it slices up, you know, and, unless there's a shock and maybe Jacksonville wins in Kansas City, I mean, we're going to have two super matchups next week to, uh, to discuss. So, no, this is fun. This is what playoff football is supposed to be. You know, great matchups, great football. You know, thankfully, there's no extreme weather, you know, issues that'll, you know, level that playing field. We're going to see these teams playing at their, you know, it should be their best and, you know, without, uh, without any uh, interference there. So, uh, no, great, great football. I can't wait till it kicks off tomorrow.
0: If you had to pick one upset, we'll take the Bengals out because the two and three seed, but they're pretty much the same thing. If you had to pick one upset potentially, which game do you think could go the wrong way?
2: Giants, Giants or Eagles. I'm with you. Again. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm I just don't you. see a path for Jacksonville as you know, as fun a team they are, and they're for a they're full a- game. Yeah. yeah right you know and they're on you know they're on the rise you know next year we might be talking about something very different but uh, absolutely yeah not let's uh, get it
0: let's get a Jaguars Lions Super Bowl next year huh what do you say yeah
2: you know Calvin Ridley joining <laughs> that group I mean that's going to be a really good yeah. team you know that they, they potentially can be a really good team but uh, now for for this weekend uh, if if there is an upset a true upset then uh, it's the Giants going into Philly and in, in, in winning there so
0: I'm with the familiar opponents, right? It's a lot. It's hard to hard to get past the team a couple it of is. times in the season there. So I like that. All right. For Derek, I am Sky, another DFS lineup in the books. Again, make sure you go to our website. You get all the free articles from all of our great writers, all the content. And don't forget, folks, we're in DFS land. We're in the playoffs. We're having some fun with postseason fantasy football. We're already diving into 2023 and reflecting on 2022 and doing the homework that helps us get ready for drafting. Derek accidentally dropped in a text on the wrong thread earlier today, which which totally sold him out that he's already drafting folks for another. It's never too early. Never never too early. It's never too early. So we're in it. We're in it to win it. So make sure you go to our rasball.com and check out all the articles stay right here on the YouTube channel. Of course, subscribe, hit the bell. So you don't miss any updates. Follow us on the podcast. For those of you on the go Rasball fantasy football podcast, download anywhere you listen to your podcast. Of course, please leave us a rate and review. We much appreciate your honest feedback. And of course, follow us on Twitter, everything Rasball at R A Z Z B A L L from my man, Derek. I'm your host, Sad Guasco. It's always a pleasure. Enjoy more playoff football folks. We will see you next week.